Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Do you want to gusher? Do you want to experience this again? Yeah, let me try one of these. Ooh, this is an all red pack. Ooh. Okay. Let's see. Does this reawaken the memory? (laughs) It really is so good. (laughs) I know, right? That's delightful. It's just like, it tastes like childhood. It does. Mm-hmm. It's like plastic, <laughs> but sweet. But like the right texture of plastic. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back for another episode. Yes. Today we are doing chapters 29 through 33, and we are calling this episode Powers and Prophecies. Mm. Lots of very interesting stuff in this chapter, or yes. in this group of chapters. Yeah, there was a lot in this section. Yeah! I feel like the last few episode chunks we've had, mm-hmm. there has, there's been a lot of talk, but not a lot of, like, action. Yeah. Whereas I feel like this grouping was, like, a lot of action. There was a lot happening, yeah. All right, should we dive in chapter 29? Yes. Okay. Summary, I put an in my field sticker for mm-hmm. this one. Uh, Lucian tries to help Elaine and Favor learns about the Nefeli prophecy. Yeah. Mm, what were your thoughts? This is the most we've ever heard Asriel speak. I know. <laughs> so I'm like, what a story he tells. Oh. Um, I just love that they have like, is it Nephili or how do you say it? I said Nefeli. I could be wrong. Oh, Nephili could be right. Whatever. The Nephili <laughs> whoever prophecy whatever um i just, it's just such an unexpected hero and i just love that kind yeah. of story so oh i'm so with you um well the chapter picks up kind of right where we left off mm-hmm. where lucian is now kind of feeling a lane out yeah it just feels like the most awkward uncomfortable like tea service <laughs> i know well so Favor says it was the most uncomfortable 30 minutes i could recall and i'm thinking like what are some other uncomfortable situations favor has been in and this, a lot a lot and this is the most uncomfortable like yeah yikes well especially when you're the spectator and yeah. you're trying like to not give any commentary to just watch other people be awkward Mm -hmm. i feel like it just has more of a cringeworthy factor than when you're being awkward in and of yourself no totally agree and it's like her her and more just quietly sipping tea on the side like it's not subtle no not at all (laughs) but i'm proud of her she's like not jumping in anyone's mind Mm -hmm. she's just genuinely trying to be like i am here and they are there and i am not paying attention (laughs) (laughs) 
So, um, let's see. What did you notice about the Lucian and Elaine interaction? Um, well, she feels like this slight tug on the bond. Right. And kind of like, she's like, what is that? And um, Lucian kind of explains what it is, but Nesta freaks out, which I was like, she does. Elaine's not freaking out. Why are you freaking out, Nesta? Yeah. Um, but I think Elaine was like nervous about what happened. Yeah. Like startled kind of. Yeah. Startled's a good word. Didn't really know what was going on. Um, Mm -hmm. but then she kind of seems to lose all clarity and she's just says like twin ravens are coming one white and one black. Like what, what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. It's. The following line said, Nesta hid the devastation well. And it's just like, I feel like anytime Elaine says something right now, mm. they're just both like so sad at like the brokenness of whatever is happening in her mind. Yeah. And it's it's hard because it's like they all want the same thing. I know. But it's tough to get it figured out. Mm-hmm. But so Lucian responds that like he was trying to like follow the thread of the bond and then um you know, when he got to Elaine's end of it, that's when she ran off. Right. Um, and they say that they can try again. And let's see. Do-do-do. What was that? Oh, and then Lucian just transitions into kind of helping more figure out where they might have the High Lords meeting. So yes. Lucian, I think, is trying to keep himself busy and like mm-hmm. kind of pivot and forget about. Yeah. That because I feel like it's really hard on him too. Mm -hmm, Absolutely, he's being a real team player here. Yeah. Um. Then we're at flying practice with Az. Yes. Um, And I just I love how his personality is coming out. Mm -hmm. She said the shadow singer had a sense of humor, dry and quiet, but alone together, it came out far more often than it did amongst our group. Mm -hmm. I just like they were getting a little one on one time. I agree, and I love hearing that they have kind of recovered from the court of nightmares incident because yeah. that's another thing she chats about is how you know cassian and asriel and more they're all like kind of back to normal now yeah. so it's it's good that they're recovering that quickly mm-hmm. and then i mean really it's like the nefeli story or the yeah the philosophy and what kind of all that is do you want to do the recap on that well okay so right before that and oh. this is where i got confused for a moment because i was mm-hmm. like wait is this the right part She's thinking about the mirror, mm-hmm. and we basically learned that, like, literally for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, a millennia, like, no one has been able to take this mirror. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's very intimidating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, And especially because you don't know what you're going to face, so it's like you can't even yeah. prep for it. It says, like, just you face the terror within. Like, what does that mean? It's a great question. So that was a little, like, uh yikes Mm -hmm. a little unnerving yes but so pharaoh's trying to fly and she keeps hitting things and it's hard and she you can kind of tell she's getting frustrated Mm -hmm. and it's like you know like kind of like is it even worth it for me to do this since i won't be able to like fly in an illyrian like fleet right when we fight Mm -hmm. and he tells of the nepheli nepheli whatever it is Mm -hmm. prophecy um, okay, so quick summary of that. So essentially, like, Miriam and Draken were fleeing, um, some, I think it was, like, a queen that didn't like them. Mm-hmm. And, um, they had powers that, like, basically parted the ocean and mm-hmm. people were running through it. They were trying to get all their people out. And Miriam refused to leave until every last human was through. And she got speared by this evil queen, so she's kind of stuck on the other end of this. And then... They're closing the water because they're trying to, like... It's very, like, Moses vibes. Yes. Um, with the parting of the Red Sea. But so her friend, Nefeli, 
who had tried to be uh, a flyer in the Seraphim army. Mm-hmm. Um, her wings were too short. She d- it didn't quite work for her. Yeah, so she, she could never really fly. Yeah, so they like they tried to give her an opportunity. It didn't work, but they appreciated her so much, and she was friends with Miriam that they gave her like this cartographer job. Mm-hmm. And Nefeli had been over there and had seen Miriam mm-hmm. kind of fall. And, like, a goddamn hero. <laughs> like, I picture, like, the kind of people who, like, flip cars to save kids. And you're yeah. like, where did this strength come from? That's exactly it. Exactly. But so she, like, scoops up Miriam and just takes off flying. Like, mm-hmm. she hadn't been able to fly holding a shield. Right. And she's carrying another person now. Yeah. Flying her to safety. Azrael's like, there's no way it should have been possible. Yes. But it, it happened. But it happened because of love and yes. spirit and all of these things. And so there's just this idea of the Nefeli prophecy. And I just really liked how Azrael phrased this. He said... We, Reese, Cass, and I will occasionally remind each other that what we think to be our greatest weakness can sometimes be our biggest strength and that most, and that the most unlikely person can alter the course of history because there was the other thing where the only reason she made it through was that her wings were smaller than the average seraphim. Right. That was the only reason she survived Because she could fly through like rocks where other people would have been like clipped. Exactly. So it was like the combination of her spirit and this unlikely like weakness of hers Mm -hmm. Caused her to change history. I know. I love. I love that they refer to this so commonly, mm-hmm. like amongst them, and just yeah, it's such a reassuring thing to hear. Yes. Okay. I found the quote. It said, "Nefeli, who had been passed over, who had been forgotten, she outraced death itself. There was not a foot of room between her and the water on either side of her when she shot up from the sea floor. Not half of that rising up at her feet." And yet her two small wingspan, that deformed wing, they did not fail her. Not once. Not for one wing beat. Hmm. What? I love it. I, I, it's so, it's inspiring. Yeah. It's amazing. And Feyre's response is like, all right, let's try again. Yeah. Let's well, I, go. I feel like that motivated anybody. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, how can I give up when somebody did that? Like, yes. I have to keep training. Yeah. So that just, oh, I just thought that was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think it was, I think it's really moving that this is like something that Asriel, like clearly is really precious to him. Like, Mm -hmm. I think, I think these kinds of stories that people like share, like are so illuminating to Mm -hmm. who they are and what they care about and what they value. And so the fact that like, this is something that has stuck with Asriel Mm -hmm. for hundreds and hundreds of years and is like critical to who he is. I, I don't know. We don't know a lot about Asriel, but I do think that this shows a side of him mm-hmm. that we might not, we might have suspected before, but right. I think we know more clearly now. Mm-hmm. So, love it. Yeah. <sighs> and let's see. They work really hard because Feyre gets back and she, like, cannot move. No. But she gets a bath followed by a oh. lovely massage from Reese. A lovely massage. Insert sexy time music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's kind of how the chapter ends, I think. Yeah, right I on. will say I loved this quote where he said, Will it ever stop wanting you every hour, every breath? I don't think I can stand a thousand years of this. Think of how my productivity will plummet. <laughs> and it just, I don't know. It's just, it's sweet. They're just, they're so precious. And it just made me laugh. So, that was chapter 29. Yep. 
Chapter 30. Um, this was a yikes for me. Mm-hmm. So Feyre and Nesta go to the library for research, but instead find a pair of ravens. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. What are your thoughts? I was not anticipating another encounter with Highburn so soon. In Valaris. In Valaris. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. That was just, that's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. Yep. Totally. Um, so let's see. At the beginning of this chapter, Feyre kind of, like, lets Cassie and Nazriel know, like, haha, I'm, this is an off day for me. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, and they both kind of come to her, like, what? What do you mean? I know. And out of it, she does tell them, like, Nesta and I are, like, gonna go to the library. We need you to carry us. But mm-hmm. while they're all there, there's an interesting interaction mm-hmm. with Cassie and Elaine. Yep. Um, so Cassian arrives, he says, morning, Nesta, Elaine. Um, and then it says, it says that Elaine peered up at Cassian blinking twice. He snapped your wings, broke your bones. And then Cassian says, it'll take more than that to kill me. And then it says, Elaine only said to Cassian, no, it will not. The frick does that mean? I know. It's like, excuse me, what are you talking about, Elaine? Elaine. (laughs) Elaine, we do not joke about this. What? What do you mean? I'd feel so, like, eerie afterwards if somebody told me that. Especially since, so like, end of last book. Like, he was destroyed, like, by Highburn mm-hmm. and his wings were, like, shredded. Yeah. Well, I would not want to hear, like, your wings are going to be broken. Well, I like, think she's saying, like, they were broken. Oh, they were. And then it's, it's not going to take that much to kill you. Because that's no. what he says. He says, it'll take more than that to kill me. And she says, no, it will not. I don't like it. Cassian better not die. I, no, no. It's one of those things too where I'm like, he is such in a, I, if I was him mm-hmm. and I was this incredible warrior who survived yeah. all of this. And it's like, what are you telling me is going to take me out? Am I going <laughs> to choke on a muffin and die? Like, is that what you're telling me? Like, I would be pissed. Yes. I'd be like, uh-uh. I have to die in an epic battle. I either die of old age mm-hmm. or an epic battle. Yeah. What do you mean it's not going to take that much to kill me? Elaine? Oh, Elaine. <laughs> Anywho. So Cassian takes um, Nesta and Feyre to the library. And Feyre shows Nesta the library for the first time. Kind of explains who the priestesses are. Why they're all there. Um, and Nesta and her begin to do some research together. Mm-hmm. Um, well... So before all that happens, mm. um, I just think it's interesting that Lucian is now venturing out on his own into Valaris. Oh, yeah. And I'm just, I'm curious what he thinks. Like, compared mm-hmm. to the spring court, like, he's never been in a city, really. And yeah. And so I'm just kind of curious what he thinks about Valaris. No, that's such a good point. And Favre said that he, like, seemed eager. Yeah. Well, it said more than eager. He seemed to be itching to head into the city on his own. So it's mm-hmm. like, he almost wants to be out there yeah. and exploring and kind of seeing what's going on. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so then they go up to the house of wind and I just, I love how Asriel escorts Elaine. Like he's just so sweet to her. He really is. Um, And she actually seems to like respond to him. Whereas she doesn't really seem to be responding to anybody else. Like literally anybody else. Mm -hmm. So true. Um, I feel like Nesta and Feyre have like the, I I see this with almost every interaction with them, but mm -hmm. I'm like, you guys have the most like classic sister interactions. Yes ever Mm -hmm. because it's like this first bit it's just like this is just this is just sister energy Mm -hmm. so they're looking at books kind of and nesta says i didn't know you couldn't really read i didn't know where you were in your lessons where when it all happened i assumed you could read just as easily as us because we asked that question we're like how did they not know apparently she didn't know 
And Pharaoh goes, well, I couldn't. And she says, why didn't you ask us to teach you? And Pharaoh says, because I doubted you would agree to help. And it's just like, that's just such sister energy. Yeah. Where it's like, once, like you wouldn't have helped me, but the older sister's like, well, of course, you can't read. Of course I would have helped you if you yes. just said something. Mm-hmm. Might have been a miserable experience, but I would help. And it's just, it just felt, I just saw so many of my sister interactions in that moment. Not specifically around like not reading, obviously, mm-hmm. but just like, I'm like, ah, oh, sisters. Yeah. Like this is just who we are to our core. We assume the worst and best of each other at all times. I know. <laughs> Um, and just right after that, she says, Amron said, Resan taught you to read. And she said he did. And then she's like, I- I'm so happy. She finally asked, yeah. she's like, why do you push everyone away? But Elaine. And she doesn't get to answer. She starts to though. At I least know. she says, because, oh, but she doesn't get to answer. And I'm like, I need to know this answer. Know. This is like, the, uh, was the Nesta most- about to actually open up? Oh, uh, but okay, before that though, there was one other thing I wanted to point out when mm. they're looking through the library because Fair is like, how do you know what to look for? Oh, um, and Nessa says, Amron told me to see if the information just clicks, and that frightened her, intrigued her, but frightened her. And she hadn't mm-hmm. told Cassian, not out of spite, not because she didn't wish to reveal that vulnerability, that lack of control. I didn't push, even as I stared at her for a long moment. I didn't know how, how to broach the subject, how to ask if she was all right, if I could help her. I had never been affectionate with her. I'd never held her, kissed her cheek. I didn't know where to begin. Mm. I'm just like, I feel like there's a lot of like vulnerability and like thinking about her relationship with Nesta and Mm -hmm. like how she's seeing Nesta now, like from a different perspective. And I think with siblings, it's hard to like change how things are. Yes. Because it's like, I think you get stuck in these loops from like, random shit that happens when you're a kid and you just assume that that's what that person is and right. you can't I can't hug my sister because I've never hugged her before and it's like right. you could just hug her now but yeah. like that shift in dynamic is like it's hard and I feel like it's you see this kind of stuff with like every relationship but mm-hmm. there's a uniqueness to it with sisters yeah. I feel like where like I said you you you've seen the best and worst of each other yeah. and it's it's hard to be like different people with each other yeah even if you've grown into a new human, it's mm-hmm. hard. <laughs> but anywho, but so Nesta was about to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Words stopped. Lights are like going out. They, I think they like both like feel something. Yeah. And I'm like, Highburn is here. A triple, or sorry, a triple. <laughs> <laughs> a ripple and tremor yes. combined those words. Um. And Pharaoh's like trying to yell for Reese in her head, mm-hmm. and there's just nothing. There's some weird, like block block there, mm-hmm. yeah. And Nesta says, "What is that?" And Pharaoh goes, "Run!" And it's like, <laughs> so they're running as quickly as they can, um, and then to Highburn, like they call them ravens. Yes, well, they call themselves ravens, right? Um, like show up in front of them mm-hmm. oh and one thing i noticed when they were running she said slow my sister was so damn slow with her dress her general <laughs> lack of exercising and i'm just like again only your sister would notice something like <laughs> yeah this. you're like if you just freaking exercised every once in a while you could run a little bit fat in the panic of it all yep anyway made me laugh i agree but so there's one dark haired mm-hmm. one light both in gray jackets embroidered with bone white th- thread Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently they blow the Feybane dust mm-hmm. into their faces. So now their powers are nullified. Yep. And I'm like, how did you get into the library? Mm-hmm. Because well, 
Apparently, they I know. say. We find out. <laughs> I know, but as, soon, as I'm reading this, I'm like, wait, what? Like, they're supposed to be spelled out. Only the priestesses can let yep. them in. Um, Managed to trick the priestesses into thinking they were scholars. They had planned to come for them, but they were found first. Yep. And Nesta goes, who are you? And again, this is something I've noticed before with SJM. Yep. Um, there's no question mark there. No. And it's like, it's again, I think it's really intentional where it's, it's not a question. It's mm-hmm. a demand. Right. And it was Nesta who said, who are you? Yeah. And it feels like only Nesta mm-hmm. could like in this crazy circumstance, like. Demand. Act, yeah. Demand. Who are you? Yeah. You tell me who you are. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, let's let's go, Nesta. Um, well, they were sent for her. Yep. Turns out, which is like, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. And they say, we're the king's ravens, his far-flying eyes and talents, and we've come to take you back. And now we're wondering, is Highburn in Valaris? Yeah, because like, if we have two Highburn people. Is the king himself here? Is the king himself here? Who knows? And so um, Pharaoh says, you're not taking her anywhere. And they go, you're an unexpected prize too, but your sister... You took something from that cauldron girl. The king wants it back. Yikes. That's crazy. Yeah. And Farah, she's thinking, she's like, that's why the cauldron couldn't shatter the wall. Not mm-hmm. because its power was spent, but because Nesta had stolen too much of it. Yeah, I think that's interesting. It's like, part of me is almost like, this is a cauldron that, you know, formed the entire universe. Mm-hmm. Is that much stolen power inside Nesta's body? Like, is know. that what's happening? Or is the cauldron just pissed that yeah. this power was could go either way? We don't know how the cauldron is mm-hmm. like feeling on the inside, <laughs> but I mean, definitely some question as to what the hell did Nesta take? Great question. Ugh, because clearly it's having impact. All right, chapter thirty-one. <clears throat> More yikes. Uh, Feyre and Nesta travel deep into the library to escape the ravens, where Feyre makes another bargain. Hmm. what were your thoughts this was such an epic chapter <clears throat> epic and i had totally forgotten about this chapter yeah um from the first time i read it so it was like really exciting <laughs> to read it again um i just i never thought we'd get to actually encounter the creature that was at the bottom of the library mm-hmm. and so when we do i'm just whoa ah! what is it um and also what elaine can see the future <laughs> right exactly they kind of start hinting at it in this chapter and talk about it more in the next but it's like she said ravens were coming. She did. What is happening? Um, I will say, okay, so at the start of this chapter, I did make a note of like, well, this is the upside of having sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, because Feyre kind of talks through how she has three choices, right? You know, make a run for it, try to get out of the library, um, or take them, try to take them in hand-to-hand combat, or essentially run deep into the library. Yeah. And she makes the call to run deep into the library and so, just like it says, I gripped Nesta's fingers in my free hand. She glanced at me. I need you to trust me, I tried to convey to her. Nesta read the emotion in my eyes and gave the barest dip of her chin. And she, then Pharaoh says, you made a grave mistake coming here to my house. And I hope it rips you into bloody ribbons. And then her and Nesta go running down the halls together. And I'm like, that like quick eye to eye, like, I know exactly what you're thinking. Yes. Let's go and do it. I was like, that's sisters. a positive habit. Mm-hmm. Sisters. Yes. But I'm also like, <clears throat> Feyre, is this the best decision? Like, <laughs> I think it is. Because, I mean, like, obviously, if she tries to fight, she's not going to win. Yeah. Because she has no magic. Yep. She only has a knife. And then if they try to, like, run outside, like, get out of the library, they're going to, they could inflict pain on the priestesses yep. and their lives and their trauma. It's the best of the decisions. Yeah. 
So let's just face whatever Cassian is scared of. <laughs> whatever that could be. Best option. Well, they go down. Yeah. So, and as they're running the Highburn Ravens, they start talking about the human queens. Oh, yeah. That had um, gone into the cauldron after Elaine and Nesta. Yep. And geez, like the young queen was made immortal, but mm-hmm. the cauldron took her youth. Oh. And that's like, holy heck, like Elaine's weird prophecy thing. Yeah. Like, can Elaine see the future? I saw young hands withered with age. What? Elaine. Uh, it's kind of crazy getting this like clarity here. Mm-hmm. So maybe Elaine's not crazy. Maybe she's not. Um, or maybe at least not in the way we all thought she was. Right. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> so Farrah kind of like finds another path for Nesta to go to try to escape. Mm-hmm. And in classic sacrificial Farrah mode. Yep. She's like, excuse me. She's like, run. you run. Mm-hmm. And then, like, knocks over bookcases that, like, block the way. She yeah. gets Nesta out. But I like that Nesta's like, no. Like, at first, she's like, no, I'm not running. And Farrah yeah. just, like, Farrah has to convince her to run. Which I was like, look at Nesta, like, mm-hmm. wanting to stay and fight with her sister. I like this. It's a surprise. I know. <laughs> so I liked that. But she eventually convinces her to run. And then Farrah blocks the pathway with bookcases by, like, pushing them over. Yeah. And I think I genuinely, I, I liked how it said, like, Nesta squeezed my hand once and then she left. It yeah. almost was like, I'm going to go get help. Yeah. Like, you hold on. It just, mm. it was just a sweet moment. Yeah. It was just a hand squeeze, but it was sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so they keep going down into the pit. Everybody, it, it's like black. They can't see each other. Mm-hmm. And one of the ravens um, goes, hi, lady of the night court. What sort of cage shall our king build for you? Meanwhile, Faye was saying, like, please, please help me. Please help me. Because she doesn't know what's down there. She doesn't no. know where it is. She doesn't know where it is. And it says, a soft voice whispered in my ear. You are the high lady. The voice was both young and old, hideous and beautiful. Oh, what is it? It reminds me of, like, the surreal yep. when she described the surreal's voice. Agreed. And so she. But she can't see it either. That's what's creepy. She's like, she's like she says she like feels it lurking, like like over, around her. Yes. Oh. Even though her back is up against something, she feels it around. No. Oh, uh, so uncomfortable. It's so creepy. Um, and she's just saying please, and the creature says, "What shall you give me?" And she asks, "What do you want?" And he goes, "The stone and wind hear all, speak all. They whisper to me of your desire to wield the carver to trade." So it's like. Oh, that news is spreading. Yeah. How did that? How the are there other monsters here? Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. Um, and she goes, what of it? And he says, I knew him once long ago before so many things crawled the earth. The, how old is this thing? Do you think it's a guy? I thought it was a girl. Oh, you think it's a girl? Well, I don't know. Just, I guess it doesn't say. It doesn't. But you just said he. And I was like, huh. I kind of pictured this as like a female creature. Oh, that's so interesting. You know what? When you say that, I think... I think maybe my brain just does, like, in classic, like, when you learn other languages, you just use the assumed he. he. Yeah. I think that was what my brain did, but Mm -hmm. you saying that, I'm like, what we know about this character, I'm like, oh, this character's a little emotional. Maybe it's a female. (laughs) Just, well, she's just, like, whispering in her ear, like, like, oh, you're the high lady of the night court. Like, I just I oh, picture a female voice. I don't I know why. I love that so much more. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, and ultimately, um, she, whatever this creature is, 
says, company, send me company. And Feyre goes, to eat? I love that that's what she needs <laughs> clarification on. I was like, oh, that's a valid question. Yep. And then she says, a laugh that made my skin crawl to tell me of life. That's like sad. I know. I was like, have you just been trapped on here and you have no idea of life? I don't know, but you clearly hear stuff from the bone carver. I don't know. Because you just seem like a creepy creature. Like, do you like <laughs> like life? Do you want to be a part of life? Are you a big softy and none of us know? <laughs> I just don't know. It's a great question. And Favor goes, it's a bargain. Yeah. And I'm like, what a bargain. And this one I think was interesting. We talk about Pharaoh's like ability or maybe lack thereof to make mm-hmm. bargains. I know. Um, but this one is very open-ended. It really is. On both ends. Mm-hmm. So it's like she just wants company at some point. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. We didn't say who. We didn't say how long. We didn't say when. I know. We'll get to it eventually, but. Yeah. Who knows? Ugh. And the creature goes, <clears throat> shall I kill them? And she says, please do. <laughs> made me uh, laugh this whole next part though it's scary it's so intense yeah she said i saw the twin ravens first that fey light at their shoulder to illuminate me for their taking their attention went to me then rose over my shoulder my head absolute unfiltered terror filled their faces at what stood behind me close your eyes the thing purred in my ear i obeyed trembling then all i heard was screaming high-pitched shrieking and pleading bones snapping blood spattering like rain cloth ripping and screaming 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 i squeezed my eyes my eyes shut so hard it hurt squeezed them shut so hard i was shaking then there were warm rough hands on me dragging me away and cassian's voice at my ear saying don't look don't look i didn't i let i let him lead me away just as i felt reese's arrive felt reese arrive Felt him land on the floor of the pit so hard the entire mountain shuddered. I opened my eyes then, found him storming towards us, night rippling off him, such fury on his face. Get them out. The order was given to Cassian. The screaming was still erupting behind us. I lurched toward Reese, but he was already gone, a plume of darkness spreading from him to shield the view of what walked of what he walked into. Knowing I would look, the screaming stopped. In the terrible silence, Cassian hauled me out towards the dim center of the pit. Nesta was standing there, arms around herself, eyes wide. I just, I, this is like the most intense scene in my head to yeah. me. What does this creature look like? I don't know. What does it do? What does it do? How does it both value life and then kill somebody like this? I don't know. But just the fact that she was sque- like squeezing her eyes shut so hard that she was yeah. shaking and that it hurt. I just, I can't imagine being that scared. I cannot either. Oh. But it sounds that scary. I know. And then the fact that like Reese landing at the bottom of this pit and like it shakes the mountains like the fury he must have i just i love it Jeez, yeah so that was a little intense it was very intense um anything else for this chapter nope that was it that was a heck of an ending it was chapter 32 um in the aftermath of the attack on the library asriel finally sees elaine for who she really is Mm. perceptive asriel what were your thoughts I'm just surprised at, like, how cool Farrah is staying after everything that just went down. Mm-hmm. Like, especially compared to Reese, who's usually keeps it, you know, calm, cool, and collect. Yeah. So, that just really surprised me. I agree. Like, she's definitely, I feel like we're seeing her as almost, like, a steadying presence. Mm-hmm. I think Reese is maybe just, like, thinking so much about war and all of those pieces that yeah. in moments like this, it's almost like snapping points for him. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think maybe if the roles were reversed... It would have been similar. Like, if Reese was in trouble, Pharaoh would have lost her mind. Maybe, yeah. So, 
don't know. I don't know. But apparently, so um, Cassian, Nesta, and Feyre are sitting in silence, having a strong drink, mm-hmm. um, until Reese appears. And he's just coming in with blood-coated hands. I was like, the creature, the creature killed them. Like, what do you, why do you have blood on your hands? Yep. Come to find out, he finished them off, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, and all Reese says, and again, it's not a question mark here. Mm-hmm. He says, what did you give it? That's the first thing he says when he walks in. Um, she says, it It said it wanted company. Someone to tell it about life. I said, yes. And he goes, did you volunteer yourself? She says, no, it just said someone, and it didn't specify when. Are the King's Ravens dead? And he goes, they nearly were when I arrived. It left enough of their minds functioning for me to have a look and finish them when I was done. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, but so she has a new um, tattoo from this Classic bargain. Classic night court move. It's a slim band of black iron around her forearm. Mm-hmm. Which is like kind of a cool tattoo. I know. It's not, not the worst. Not the worst. Um, and then Reese actually says to Nesta, he says, Hybern hunts you because of what you took from the cauldron. The queens want you dead for vengeance, for robbing them of immortality. What did you take? She said, I don't know. The words were barely more than a whisper. Even Amran can't figure it out. Reese mm-hmm. stared her down, but Nesta looked at me, and I could have sworn fear shone there, and guilt, and some other feeling. It's like, oh, like, well, she goes, "You told me to run," and Favorite goes, "You're my sister." That's so sweet, and it's like I think she's finally like we're kind of seeing that she's scared of whatever power she has in her because of what she took. Yeah, and she doesn't really know, you know, like how to use it and what it's capable of and now she's putting like people in jeopardy yeah so i think it's like scaring her good no (laughs) (laughs) um and we learned how hybern got on so apparently he was holding on to something called a fleeting spell Mm -hmm. so it's a spell of mighty power able to be wielded only once to great effect one capable of cleaving wards he must have been biding his time so that's how he got in he like broke through Mm -hmm. the wards with this one random spell i'm curious why he chose now like well, it says, it kind of references it at some point, but it's just like, Hybern must, I think Reese says it, yeah. He says, Hybern showed part of his hand in bringing them here. He has to have a sliver of doubt of his conquest if he'd risk it. Like, I think mm-hmm. he's getting desperate. Yeah. It's like, this cauldron's not working. I gotta get this wall down. Yeah. The only thing I know right now to do is try to get Nesta freaking Archeron back in here <laughs> to fix the cauldron. Um, and then we get to see kind of what happened down below from Cassian's perspective mm-hmm. um, of him, like, finding Nesta and Pharaoh, which was interesting. Like, I always like to see the different perspectives that yeah. SJM kind of throws in there. Agreed. Let's see. Um, and that one, okay, so after we get that Cassian recap, Reese goes, as long as we don't have to invite it to Solstice dinner, I can live with it. Yeah. In <laughs> reference to her bargain. And it's like, well... All right, let's go. Yeah. Um, and so Reese is then telling everybody that he wants, like, all the citizens of Alaris to be inside tonight, like, have a curfew. Because mm. um, they're going to make sure there's no other Highburn, like, royals or ravens or anybody from Highburn is still in the city. Um, and I forget who asks, like, what happens if they don't go inside. And he says they'll face the consequences of Amran on the hunt. <laughs> Oh my gosh, like, what the heck? I was like, does she, like, eat people? Who like, knows? I'm so curious. Like, we really don't know anything about Amran, so. We really don't. 
Amron on the Hunt sounds terrifying, though. I understand why Lucian said it was, like, a childhood, like, nightmare story. Yeah. All right, let's see. So then we're kind of all back together Mm -hmm. as a group at the townhouse. And um, Reese lets them know that the priestesses are going to kind of keep this quiet. They don't really want the other high lords to know for, like, image purposes. Mm -hmm. And then Elaine says something. She says... Where'd it go? Okay, so Elaine says to Reese, the queen might come in terms of like getting help for the war. Mm-hmm. And then it says, silence. Elaine was staring at the unlit fireplace, eyes lost to that vague murkiness. What queen, Nesta said more tightly than she usually spoke to our sister. The one who was cursed. Cursed by the cauldron, I clarified to Nesta when it threw its tantrum after you left. No, Elaine studied me, then her. Not that one the other and Azriel goes what other and she goes the queen with the feathers of flame and then that's when Azriel's like oh my gosh she we're the ones who need her she's a seer mm-hmm. the cauldron made her a seer interesting on I'm just like Azriel's so perspe- perceptive yeah because I feel like if we paid attention a little harder Mm -hmm. earlier maybe we could have guessed this maybe but when somebody says two ravens like wouldn't you think birds like you're not actually gonna think that's true people so it's like maybe and i feel like once you know something it's so much easier to interpret what's been said that is true So it's like the the new went in and like then they had withered hands or whatever exactly that was it's like how would you know to associate that unless mm-hmm. you like heard that the young queen came out yeah. old? So no, that's true. And I think Asriel, <clears throat> as spymaster, is so good at connecting the dots. Yeah, and so that's kind yeah. of why he figured it out first. Mm-hmm. Last chapter. Yeah, Elaine's vision stirs a new mission for Lucian. Mm. Mm. What were your thoughts? I hate seeing Reese like so upset with himself yeah. and truly just like fearful of what's to come. I think, or I like to think that he's blah. (laughs) I can't read whatever. It's like he thinks he has already failed everyone, which is crazy because he's literally, you know, doing everything he can to protect everybody. Right. So. It's a weird complex he has. I know. So let's see. They start off with talking about Elaine Mm -hmm. um, and her seer powers. So like um, Elaine, I thought it was interesting. Elaine kind of stopped speaking like a crazy person from yeah. our perspective. Mm-hmm. But it said, um, Elaine turned to Moore, who was now gaping at my sister from her spot beside her on the couch. Is that what this is? And the words, the tone, they were so normal sounding that my chest tightened. It was like almost like she got like snapped out of a spell. Yeah. Almost. It's like once somebody said, oh, you're a seer. She's like, oh. oh. Like there was like this moment of clarity. And she's I know. like, I'm not crazy. That's what's happening. And more kind of confirms it with whatever truth powers exist in her. We still don't know and no. understand it. Um, and they kind of start talking about who this other queen is. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if we remember from the last book, there was a sixth queen who everyone said was ill. Right. And there was the golden-haired queen who was like, don't trust them. She wasn't ill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we kind of, like, come to question What's going on with her? Mm-hmm. And so Asriel starts asking Elaine questions. He goes, the sixth queen is alive. And she says, yes. And she said at some point that she had a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Reese says, what sort of curse? 
And Elaine explains, they sold her to, to some darkness, to some sorcerer lord. I can never see him, what he is. There is an onyx box that he possesses, more vital than anything, save for them. The girls, he keeps other girls, others like her. But she, by day she is by one form, by night human again. A bird of burning feathers, Pharaoh said. A firebird by day, woman by night. So she's held captive by the sorcerer lord. And Elaine just says, I don't know. I hear her, her screaming with rage, utter rage. Moore asks, do you know why the other queens cursed her, sold her to him? And Elaine just says, no, this is all mist and shadow. And we kind of learn a little bit more about how she might be on a lake somewhere in the continent. Mm -hmm. She has like these white feathers. And we we don't know a whole lot else about the six queen. No. But Elaine has given quite a bit of information. We went from like very like vague comments mm -hmm. to like, oh no, she's on a lake on the continent. Yeah. She's got white feathers. And Oh, we learned her name is Vasa. Oh yes. Also, queen Vasa. And so they all kind of agree that like it could be really important to get Vasa on our side, like right. to get the humans with us, mm -hmm. to get all of that figured out. Mm-hmm. But the idea of trying to find her right. and get her is a lot. Mm -hmm. And they don't have bodies to spare. Um, but Moore is really fighting like, this is something we need to do. Mm -hmm. And Moore says, um, there's a reason why Elaine is seeing these things. She was right about the other queen turning old, about the raven's attack. Why is she being sent this image? Why is she hearing this queen? It must be vital. If we ignore it, perhaps we'll deserve to fail. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, we got to figure this out. She's got a point. Like, Yeah. But Reese is basically saying no. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you will not go. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've never seen him, like, give these, like, blunt, direct, in-your-face kind of orders to the inner circle. Yeah. so It's it, war, man. I know. So it was, like, weird to see him, like, so adamant about something. And then more pushes back, which was also something that we haven't really seen before. Yeah. She's like, no, we need to do this. Mm -hmm. And, I'm yeah, I was really surprised that more was the one that pushed back. Yeah, but this is when Lucian steps up. Mm -hmm. So he says, um, this eye, it can see things that others can't. Spells, glamours, perhaps it can help me find her and break her curse. I'm not needed here. I'll fight if you need me to, but I do not belong in the autumn court and I'm willing to bet I'm no longer welcome at the spring court. Home, he almost said. But I cannot sit here and do nothing. Those queens with their armies, there is a threat in that regard too. So use me. Send me. I will find Vasa. See if she can help. Bring help. And I'm like, go Lucian. I know. But also sad. I know. But I think it'll be good for him to get out and have a mission and like have something to do yes. where he's needed. He's so. been a little listless. Yeah. And I also think, I mean, I think he's on the right side of this war also. Like, I think he wants to do his part because he knows, I mean, he's going to die too. If exactly. They don't get help. So. Yeah. And I think this is already putting him in better spirits because Moore says it will be very dangerous. And he says, good. It'd be boring otherwise. Yeah. And I'm like, he, he needs this. He yeah. needs to get out there. Mm -hmm. Needs a little bit of adventure. Yeah. So he's going to leave tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So we kind of wrap up some conversations with the inner court and mm -hmm. that's when Reese and Feyre go up to their room and Feyre starts kind of nursing him a little bit. Yeah. She cleans his hands. Um, sweet. But she asked, she's like, why not shield your hands? And he said, I wanted to feel it. Their lives ending beneath my fingers, cold flat words. I scrubbed at his nails, the blood wedged into the cracks where it met his skin, the arcs beneath. Why is it different this time? Different from the Atra's ambush. 
Highburn's attack in the woods, the, ch- the attack on Valaris, all of it. I'd seen him in a rage before, but never, never so detached, as if morality and kindness were things that lurked on the surface far, far above the frozen depths he'd plunged into. And it's, like, weird to see Reese so, like, desensitized. Mm-hmm. And he says, what's the point of it, of all this power, if I can't protect those who are most vulnerable in my city, if I can't detect an incoming attack? And Pharaoh says, even Azrael didn't learn of it. And Reese says, the king used an archaic spell and walked in the front door. If I can't, Reese shook his head and I lowered his now clean hand and reached for the other. More blood stained the water. If I can't protect them here, how can his throat bobbed? I lifted his chin with a hand. Icy rage had slipped into something a bit, sh- a bit shattered and aching. Those priestesses have endured enough. I failed them today. That library, it will no longer feel safe to them. The one place they've had to themselves where they knew they were protected. Hybern took that away. It's so sad. It's like he's not just like worried about Farah and Nesta being down there and getting hurt. It's like these poor priestesses. Yeah. He's just so sympathetic towards them. And it just it made me so sad to see him so like broken over mm-hmm. this. I just hate that. I agree. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. And I mean, like, I understand where he's coming from. I don't think he should shoulder all of this, but it's like No. It's it's scary that Hybrid got in today. I know. What's worse is he says, perhaps it's punishment for taking away Valaris from more and granting Kier access here. I was like, it's it's not like karma that, yeah. you know, you did this and this will happen to you. Like, it just, that's so sad. It really is. Mm. Anything else on this chapter? Um... No, I don't really think so. I just, I mean, mm-hmm. I like Farah just being there for him and just reminding yeah. him that, like, what happened wasn't his fault and that, you know, this is all Highburn and they're going to they're gonna work together and they're going to figure it out. Yeah. Mm. What a good partnership. I know. And that's it for today. Yeah. So next week we're going to do chapters 34 through 39. And... I have a name for this one, but I'm not going to say it because it's going to spoil. Okay. Um, But I will say, just in case anyone's wondering of like, when are we meeting the High Lords? It's not next week. No. <laughs> but it's the following week. So we're close. We're getting it's there. It's almost time to have some like High Lord on High Lord interaction. Yes. So just setting the bar. Mm-hmm. Um. Once again, Sarah and I are going to do a Q&A soon, so please send us your questions on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Yeah. We'll yep. chat next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at at fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye! Bye!